for us this morning. And um, we're going to set these letters up on the stage here so we can all see them. Okay. Yep. Make sure that you know what we're spelling here. <laughs> Make sure that A doesn't fall. Um, where can we find it? Here, hold on. Bear with us. Let's see if this works. We have another tissue thingy. that sand cool as you can see this spells a word can you let's move the pulpit yeah let's yeah yes all right can we see now what does that say i can't alex can you play that video on the wall please Until this internship is over. I know. I need it to be summer now. This has literally been the worst winter ever. Ugh. I can't even. It's literally not possible. I know. It was like 150 degrees every day last summer, and now it's like negative 1,000. I literally just can't. Don't even. No, who can even? It's literally impossible to can. I can't. Guys, I'm literally wearing like six coats right now, and I'm trying to can, and... Somebody tap your neighbor say, I can't even. I, I don't even know what this means, okay? I, I just, my ability to can is not even there, okay? I can't, right? This, uh, this term has been used ever since 2005, actually, almost 15 years. I can't even. And uh, what it means is that you can't even deal with anything. Does that make sense? Um, but uh, now that we have that established, let's say a word of prayer, and then we will uh, dive in. Cool beans? All right. I'm just going to do it over here. It's okay. Lord, we come to you today. Lord, we thank you, God, for this uh, day that you've given us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that your presence would be here this morning, God. I pray, Lord, that your presence would fill us up, God, that we would just overflow with your presence today, God, that we would just be filled with your word today, Lord. Let us apply this to our lives. In Jesus' name, we all said... Amen. So raise uh, your hand if you've ever heard of that expression, I can't even, or I can't, right? A lot of us, a lot of the uh, millennials use it on the internet. You know, you see something on the internet or social media, it's like, I can't even, you know? They, they just, they, I don't know why people, they just can't. I don't know what they can't do, they just can't, okay? Uh, and I'm here to tell you today that I can't. Okay, and I'm also here to tell you today that you can't, and neither can you, and neither can you. None of us in here can. Does this make sense? No, it doesn't, but I'm going to explain it, okay? We, you guys, me, I, we, we cannot do anything without God. 
Does this make sense now? We can't do anything without God. What do I mean by that? Because people actually do a lot of things without God. People actually do a lot of things without God. They, they, they go to work without God. People, you know, they, they, they go to eat dinner without God. They, they drive down the road without God. They, they spend time with their families without God. They go on vacation without God. And check this out. People even go to church without God. Mmm. Everybody go, mmm. People do a lot of things without God. People live their everyday lives without God and seem and still seem to function properly. You know what I mean? Life still seems to go on without God in certain people's lives. And you may be confused as to why I'm saying this statement as to we can't do anything without God when people clearly still seem to live their life without God. It's kind of contradicting. But what I mean by this is that we are not able to live the Christian life properly without God in our life. See, a lot of us try to live the Christian life without God. And I know we've been hearing this a lot lately, ever since the beginning of the year, to be exact, that we're doing this year with who? With God. Luke one thirty seven is our theme scripture for 2019. It's with God, nothing will be impossible. Amen? And we're, le- we're leaning and we're standing on this scripture. But I want to explain to you what it means to can't. See, can't is short for cannot. And what that means is that you are not able to do something. When you can do something, you are able to do it. So all it means is that I am not able to do life without God. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through what? Through Christ who gives me strength. And see, the word can there in the Greek translates to have, to prevail, to have strength, or to be whole. So if I could reword this scripture with what the word can means, it means I have all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can prevail through all things through Christ who gives me strength. I have strength to do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I am whole in all things through Christ who gives me strength. Does this make sense, guys? We see how, 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 how we can through Christ, but without Christ, we can't. Right? Right. Cool. This makes sense. It's coming together, right? See, without Jesus, we can do nothing. Without Jesus, it's, it's impossible to live our Christian life. Without Christ's strength, Through us, we cannot live anything. We can't do anything. We're literally unable to do anything without Christ's strength in us. See, see, the word through means to move from one side to another. And see, the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ. So think of Jesus as a bridge. This cross is like a bridge. See, God gives us power through Christ. He gives it from God, and it goes through him to us. Does this make sense? 
You see how God uses Jesus as a bridge to get the power from heaven, from God, through Jesus to us down here on earth. This is how we can do all things through Christ. See, alone we can do nothing. On our own strength, we can accomplish nothing. With our own might, we can get nothing done. Zechariah 4, 6 says, not by might, nor by power, but by what? My spirit, says the Lord. See, with man, nothing will be possible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen? See, we try so many times to do things on our own. We try so many times, so, so often in life, we, we, we do things on our own, and we wonder why things don't work out. We wonder why things don't turn around for the good. You know, we claim the scripture, or, you know, he perfects those things that concern me, or he works it all out for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah, he does that after we mess it up. He wouldn't have to perfect it if we wouldn't imperfect it. He wouldn't have to work it all out for the good if we, would just, if we wouldn't make it bad on our, own, on our own strength, on our own ways, on our own ways of doing things, on our own understanding. I mean, we see this time and time again in the Bible what God is telling us to lean not on our own understanding, to trust in Him with everything that we do. And He will make our path straight. See, the whole, this whole Christian thing is about faith. This whole Christian thing, this whole Christianity thing that we live our lives for, that we claim to be Christians, it's all based on faith. Show your hands if you've ever seen Jesus in front of you. Have you ever, have you ever felt Jesus' hand? That's awesome. That's awesome. But see, faith isn't not only what we can't see. Faith is believing in something that doesn't appeal to any of our five senses. We have to believe in the God that we serve. We have to believe in the Christ that is the base of Christianity. What good is Christianity? What good is being a Christian if we don't have Christ in our life? We wonder why these things don't work out. We do all this stuff. We, do, we make all these plans, and, and we ask God to just bless our mess. You know, I heard it before, a nice Christian cliche. Oh, he'll turn your mess into a message. But it's, it's, it's our mess that we make. He doesn't turn it into a message until we actually give it to him. And so many times, we've heard this before, that we just want to hold on to our lives. We, we want to hold on to our mess, and we try to fix it ourselves. We live out our own life on our own terms, and we just expect God to just show up when we need Him. And sooner or later, we come to find out that I can't. I can't fix it. I don't have it all figured out. I'm not perfect. I can't do this on my own. We've come to find out that we can't. we come to find out that with man, nothing 
will be possible. That with man, all things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And let's actually go to that scripture. It's, it's, this story is found in Matthew chapter 19, Mark chapter 10, and Luke chapter 18. This story is, is talking about a certain person by the name of the rich young ruler. And today we're actually going to read it out of Matthew chapter 19, starting at verse 16. It says, Now behold, one came to Jesus and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So Jesus said to, to him, he said, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that one is God. But if you want to enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. I'm sure we know this story. He's telling him to keep the commandments. And he replies to Jesus. He says, which one? And now Jesus begins to list them. He says, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall honor your mother and your father. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he begins to list these commandments. And he says back to Jesus, he says, all these things I have kept from my youth. But what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, he said, if you want to be perfect, if you really want to get to eternal life, if you really want to inherit heaven, sell all of your belongings and give it away to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven. Come now, take up your cross and follow me. But when the young man heard this, what Jesus was saying, he went away sorrowful, full of sorrow, full of sadness, full, full of regret. He was upset. Why? Because he had great possessions. He didn't want to part with his life. See, Jesus is asking us today, okay, you want to follow me? You really want to inherit heaven? You really want to be a, a Christian? Because that's all Christian means is belonging to Christ. A follower of Christ. You really want to belong to me and my kingdom? You really want to follow me and my, and my heavenly kingdom? Okay, give everything you got away. Sell it. Take what you got after you sell it and give it away. Give it away to the poor. See, God is asking us today, what are we willing to give up in order to receive Christ? You may be thinking, oh, I already have Christ in me. But the Bible says to present your bodies as a living sacrifice daily. This is a constant daily sacrifice that we have to do in this Christian life. Let's read on. Verse 23, it says, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard, everybody say hard, for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. How big is a camel? Pretty big. How small is a needle? Now, how small is the eye of a needle? About that big. So it is easier for a camel to go through this small of a hole 
I don't know if we ever really pictured that. Than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, the word rich doesn't always mean wealthy. The, defini the definition of rich is having a lot of possessions. See, we can be rich in love. We can be rich in, in, in friends. We can be rich in relationships. We can be rich in family members. We can have a, a big family. We can be rich in money, yes. We can be rich in a lot of things. But if what we're rich in is, is more of a God to us than God, then it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than it is for us to get to heaven. Does this make sense? And when the disciples heard this, they had the same reaction as you guys. They were astonished. Who then can be saved? They asked. Jesus said to them, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. See, what Jesus is saying is this, is that nobody, nobody can do anything without God. You can't be saved without God. You can't be healed without God. You can't be blessed without God. You can't have favor without God. You can't do anything without God. You can even follow all the Ten Commandments from, from, from a young age, like this young man here in this story. But what? He's still lacked something. We can go through our whole life in church, in prayer service, at gateway groups, every single meeting there is. But if we don't have God in our life, if we don't have Holy Spirit inside of us, we still lack something. We could do all this, but then we realize, I can't. We can't without Jesus. Everybody say, I can't. But Jesus can. See, the enemy will tell you, you can't get to heaven. Your past is too bad. You can't be in ministry. You didn't even go to school. You don't know how to read. You're not smart enough to be in ministry. You're not a leader. You can't be loved by God. You can't do anything useful. You can't be healed. Your sickness is hereditary. You can't be blessed. Your family's cursed. You can't do this. You can't do that. That's what the enemy is always trying to tell us. You can't. You can't. You can't. But, but God says you can get to heaven through the power of my son Jesus. You can get involved in ministry. Because look at how Jesus called the 12 disciples. They were sinners. They were, they were fishermen. They were dumb. They were stupid. They, they were nobodies. You can be loved by God. Why? Because his love covers a multitude of sin. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. With God on your side. See, I love this, this word, this, this phrase, with God. Because I love what the word with actually means. The word with, in Matthew 19, 26, he says, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That word with translates to, check this out. Anybody have a guess of what it means? No. The word with translates to in the presence of. So in the presence of men... 
all things are impossible. But in the presence of God, all things are possible. I don't know if you guys are catching this because we're doing life with God. The word with means in the presence of. We're doing life in the presence of God. See, if we would just get into the presence of God again, if we would just allow the presence of God back into our homes, back into our families, back into our marriages, back into our friendships, our relationships, if we would just get the presence of God back into our schools, into our streets, into our churches, what would God look like? What would God look like in our life? What would we be able to do? Anything. Because in the presence of God, all things are possible. All things are possible. We would finally see that we actually can through Jesus Christ. See, let me show you how Jesus can turn our can't into a can. See, when we're faced with an impossible situation... We automatically say, I can't deal with this. I can't do this. We got the enemy telling us that we can't. And see, Jesus steps onto the scene. And he takes his cross. And he takes his cross. And he holds it. And see, now, through the power of Jesus... Through the power of the cross, I can. Are we seeing this this morning? Through the power of the cross. See, now I can do all things through what? Through Christ who gives me strength. Now I can do all things through the power of the cross who gives me strength. Now I can do all things in the presence of God. When we're faced with the impossible situations and the enemy's telling us we can't, we look at Jesus and he says, you know what? You can. It's the power of the cross, church. He uses the power of the cross in our lives. See, this allows us to be able to do things that we were not able to do before. Remember the word can means to be able Now we can do things that we weren't able to do before with Jesus, in the presence of Jesus. We can be saved. We can see our loved ones saved. We can see healing come to those who are sick. We can see people's lives changed. We can see God do a work in a broken heart. We can see God take a hopeless situation and turn it into hope. We can see God take the lost and call them found. We can. Why? Because of Jesus. Because of the power of the cross. It's the love of God that enables us. It's the love of God that covers all sin. It's the love of God that drives out all fear. It's the love of God that turns our can't into a can. Why? Because it was the love of God that sent Jesus to the world. But it was the love of Jesus that sent himself to the cross. It was his love, church. It was his love for you and I. It was his love. See, it was the love of Jesus. It was, that, it was the but God kind of love. See, I got this shirt on. 
It says, but God. It was the but God kind of love because in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God, everybody say, but God, demonstrates his own love towards us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It was the but God kind of love, church. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5 says, but God, who is rich in mercy and full of his great love, even when we were dead because of our sins, he made us alive in Christ. It is by grace you have been saved. See, even when we can't earn love, even when we can't deserve love, even when we can't make God love us, he still does. Why? Because that's just who he is. That's just his character. That's just, that's just how awesome he is. That's just the God that we serve. See, God is constantly showing us who he is. Time after time. All throughout the Bible. And even today. And this just reminds me of a few people in the Bible. Bartimaeus, who was a, he was a blind beggar. What could he not do? He can't see, right? Because he's blind. Makes sense. See, he cried out to Jesus because he knew what Jesus was able to do. Bartimaeus knows what Jesus can do, and he knows what he can't do. Bartimaeus could not see. So what did Bartimaeus do? He cried out to Jesus. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. There's people around him trying to tell him to shut up. He doesn't have time for you. He doesn't want to heal you. He can't heal you. You've been sick your whole life. Your mother, your father's been sick the same way. Your grandparents been sick the same way. You can't be healed. Jesus can't touch you. Jesus can't hear you. But what did Bartimaeus do? He cried out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This got the attention of Jesus. Jesus healed him. Why? Because of his faith. Because of his faith. He says, your faith has made you whole. And through the power of Christ, He turned his can't into a can. Peter walked on water. I don't know if you guys ever really imagined the scene of what actually took place. Jesus just got done feeding the multitudes. He sends them overseas. He says he's going to meet you there on the other side. They're on the water. Storms raging. Waves are crashing, boats rocking. Scary situation. Now out of nowhere, they see Jesus walking on the water, but they don't know it's Jesus yet. They thought it was a ghost. They got scared. He said, oh no, it's a ghost. But Peter, something was drawing Peter to saying, Jesus, is that you? Jesus, if that's you walking on the water, 
tell me to come to you walking on the water. So sure enough, Jesus said, come. That's all it took for Peter to take a step out of the boat. And he walked on water. See, Peter never tried to walk on water before. Because he knows he can't walk on water. It's impossible. Why? Because if he would have did it before, he would have done it with his own strength. But see, with men, all things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. See, Jesus turned his can't into a can. See, Jesus... Before this, Jesus was feeding the multitudes. And before he fed the multitudes, he was preaching to the multitudes. And he literally preached to them all day. All day. If you read it, it says that when, when, when the night came, when the day broke, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, these people are hungry. Nowhere did it say that the people cried out saying, we're hungry. Imagine if I kept you here till 6 o'clock tonight. Be pretty hungry, right? But the people didn't complain. You guys wouldn't complain, right? But the disciples came to Jesus. Said, Jesus, these people are hungry. What are we going to do? We got to give them some food. We got to send them away to the town so they can go get some food. Jesus says, oh, we don't got to send them away. You feed them. What? See, I don't know if you realize how many people's here. There's 5,000 men besides women and children. It was customary that every man was married with at least three children. So it's a family of five for every one man. That's at least 25,000 people in this crowd. And the disciples are like, Jesus, what are you talking? How can we feed them? All we have is five loaves of bread and two fish. All we have is, is this little amount of food. We can't feed them. But Jesus did something crazy. He said, give me the food. He takes the food. He blesses it. Prays for it. God blesses the food. He gives it back to the disciples. The people are fed. After they're done, they take 12 baskets full of leftovers. See, that's not the amazing part of this story. Because the food did not multiply in the hands of Jesus. All Jesus did was he took it and he blessed it and he gave it back to the disciples to give to the people. The food did not multiply in the hands of Jesus. The food multiplied in the hands of the disciples. See, Jesus will not live our lives for us. God will not live our life for us. But if we give him all we have, 
If all we have is this itty-bitty life that we call our own, if we give him all we have, he'll take it and he'll bless it and he'll give it back to us so it can multiply, so it can flourish, so it can be prosperous. We must give him our lives, our hearts, our problems, our, our, our impossible situations, our can'ts, whatever it is that is all we have. Josh, if you could please come. Whatever it is that is all we have, we must give it to Jesus. And he turns our can't into a can. And he gives it back to us to do something with it. See, there are many of us here today who may be facing an impossible situation. There are some of us here today that might be going through something that nobody else knows about. Some of us here today that may be dealing with something that nobody else deals with. We all here today have a can't. We all here today have something that we can't do on our own. Whether it's a problem we're facing or a situation that's in front of us or a giant that's standing over us. We all here today have a can't. No matter what it is. And you know what? If our lives are fine, that's great too. But you know what? We still can't live without Jesus. We all have a can't that needs to be turned into an I can't. I'm here to tell you today that if you need Jesus to meet you here today, He will. Let's all stand to our feet. If you need Jesus to meet you here today, I'm here to tell you that He will. If you need Jesus to turn your can'ts into a I can, He will. If you need Jesus to turn your hopeless situation into a faith-filled situation, He will. If you need Jesus to do something in your life that nothing else can, but only Jesus can, He will. If you need Jesus this morning, if you need Him in any situation, Please know that I can't. You can't. We all, we can't. But Jesus can. Let's bow our heads and we're going to pray. When I say amen. If you need Jesus to turn your I can't into a I can, I want you to come down to these altars. As a step of faith, like Peter took out of the boat. 
as a cry of faith like Bartimaeus cried out to Jesus. If you need to see a miracle in your life like how he multiplied the food to feed the thousands of people. If you need any of that, come down when we say amen. Lord, I come to you today. God, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your strength. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you, God, for reminding me that I can't, but you can, Jesus. So, Lord, today, if, Lord, if we need you today, God, I pray, Lord, that you would meet us here today. Lord, we're all in need of you today. We're all in need of something more today. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give it to us. In Jesus' name, amen.